when the replay official did not stop I, the game. I'm not going to comment on that. I'll get fined for the rest of my life if I get commented on that. We had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be illegal. Coach Carousel talk, is that something you just ignore? Yeah, yeah, you, you ignore because one week you're getting fired and the next week you're going to take another job, and I'm worried about the darn SEC West Championship. And So, yes, to answer your question. Our purpose is to win, make no mistake about it, but it's to win the right way. And our goal, our stated goal, is going to be to win the Sun Belt, uh, sorry, to win the SEC East. That's iron sharpening iron. That's the way this thing's got to work, man. We got to know and understand that it's got to be about competition. Talk about the reception you received from the fan, fan base. Did you ever think you'd be kissing and hugging babies at the tarmac when you got the point? Um, a lot better than another tarmac experience that I had. <laughs> I didn't think of that. It was like, <laughs> like an anniversary or something like that. We're coming. We're coming, and we ain't backing down. It's time for Carolina football. So get the fuck out of your seats. Spurs up. Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Voss on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, it's been a wild one over here. <laughs> Got a lot to accomplish on my only day off. Went for a hike, washed the dog, cleaned the house, just ate dinner. I'm doing good, brother. How are you doing? Dang, Mark, look at you, buddy. I had work, actually, so I haven't. I didn't get the hike in. We're going to go Saturday morning. going to try to knock one out before, uh, before noon there, so... Uh, I haven't got to do that, so no, just a lot, of, a lot of work, man. Haven't been really getting to do anything except gamble. You know, I got my picks in and everything. I'm ready to make the listeners a little money. Absolutely. And now that I think of it, the only thing that was disappointing for my day, Shane, and you're well aware of this because you're in the text thread, missed out on yet another PlayStation Five. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even exist. I mean. I, at first, I understand the marketing ploy with with PlayStation. It's like, hey, create that urgency. That that makes sense. But now it's getting to the point. It's like, you know, how how bad is an Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At least they, you can purchase one of those. I assume. Exactly. Well, they got. Here's what they're saying: is that they release all these bots or something like that. I. I don't know. I think of them like bees. I'm not an IT guy. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> when apparently they'd load these queues up with these fake listings or fake uh, wants or whatever, and then everybody gets pushed to the side because they got all these things in there. So I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I don't like it, Mike. You know, so Sears needs to come back. Circuit City needs to come back so we can just walk in the damn store and get it if we want it. You know? <laughs> hey, I'm for that, brother. But, uh, hey, we got a lot of games to get to, so let's get into the action. And uh, before we make our pick, Shane, we got yeah. another weather update from our buddy Chris Nully. Another outstanding weather breakdown for all these games. You can follow him at Chris Nully, N U N. L-E-Y, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. He's got it all, so give him a follow. So let's kick it over to that SEC forecast. You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong Phil. I'll give you a a winter prediction. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. 
minutes ago, I asked you for the rest of your life. Stadium, it has been raining throughout the Southeast, and Wayne will be a factor in today's game. Did about half the practice yesterday, wet ball today, everybody can handle the ball was wet. So um, that's, that's all we can do to prepare for it. We can't make it rain, so. Several SEC games on the slate this week, and let's get a look at the forecast for each one of them. First one, we're going to look at LSU at Arkansas. This is up in Fayetteville, an 11 a.m. Central kickoff time. This game looking a little bit dicey out there. It's going to start out in the low 60s during kickoff and only warm up into the mid-60s by the fourth quarter. Looking like a pretty good chance for some showers. Should see some spotty showers during kickoff with an increase in activity heading throughout the end of the game. So it's going to be a little bit nasty up there, and the winds are going to be gusting up to around 10 to 15 miles per hour probably making for a pretty sloppy game up in Fayetteville number six Florida going to Vanderbilt another 11 a.m. kickoff this game going to be a little bit better it's going to be sunny out there a few spot clouds but not going to deal with any rain showers kickoff temperatures are in the low 60s going to warm up into the upper 60s by that fourth quarter Kentucky at number one Alabama Tuscaloosa looking like a beautiful forecast there temperature is going to be in the low 70s for kickoff under sunny skies falling into the mid 60s by the fourth quarter with just a light northeasterly wind of five to ten miles per hour in Tennessee at number 23 Auburn looking like it's going to be pretty nice there as well a little bit on the cool side since this is a six o'clock kickoff so temperatures going to have fallen into the upper 50s in time for kickoff likely falling into the low to mid 50s by fourth quarter with a northeasterly breeze of five to ten miles per hour you probably want the light jacket for that game luckily it's going to remain dry mizzou at south carolina this is a 6 30 p.m central kickoff time looking like it's going to be in the low 60s and then eventually falling into the mid-50s by that fourth quarter with a calm wind. No rain in the forecast there, and there's no rain in the forecast for the Mississippi State game at Georgia. Athens looking pretty nice. A little on the cool side, though. This is a 6.30 p.m. Central kickoff, so those temperatures, of course, are going to be starting to come down with that sun setting. 62 degrees at kickoff, likely falling into the low to mid-50s by the fourth quarter, so going to get a little bit cool there. You likely want the jackets to sum it all up. All the games are looking pretty nice other than that LSU at Arkansas game in Fayetteville. That's the only game where it looks like there could be some wind as well as some showers. All right, Shane. So you know what they say, Sam Pittman and company, they they love playing in the slop. Looks like they <laughs> might be getting it. So that's good news in that one. Yeah, got them hogs in the mud. Yeah, LSU <laughs> don't like that. They wanted to keep them jerseys clean, but Arkansas is ready for that. It seems like everything else is Pretty dry, man. Pretty, I mean, you know, it's going to be a little chilly on the chilly side, but that's fall football, baby. Yeah, it sounds perfect. Sounds like it's going to be another great week in the SEC. You ready to make some picks, brother? Let's do it. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. God, cash kick your ass, me. Heard you say that. <laughs> well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. 
Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. I I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chase, so let's start with the uh, noon games like we always like to do. And we'll go straight to the action on ESPN right after game day. Florida at Vanderbilt. And I even got uh, the over-unders because you always ask, Shane, so I figured I ought to start writing them down. (laughs) Florida's a 31-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Vanderbilt with the over-under at 68, according to my bookie. Who do you like in this one, Shane? Oh, Mike, 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 Mike. Uh, This one here, obviously I like Florida. I like Florida a lot. I, I think uh, we're seeing some something extremely special down there. Maybe a potential Heisman winning quarterback going on. You got Dan coming out saying, hey, it don't matter. It ain't got to be pretty. We're not doing it for the college football playoffs. Newsflash, Mike, they are. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. These guys want in, and they're going to do it with style points, and I just think Vanderbilt's going to be on the receiving end of it. Now, don't get me wrong. Vandy's got a lot of good little things going on, little nuggets here. You got the the law firm at running back. You got Ken at quarterback. You got some receivers starting to step up. You got a scrappy defense getting back in the last two games. You know, there's a lot of good things going on, but unfortunately, uh, there's a reason that Coach Mason is on the hottest of all hot seats, and that's because they just can't win games, and they're not going to do it this week against Florida. Um, I got Florida winning pretty easy. I, I, I think it's going to be a vanilla-style offense. I, I, it's just too many playmakers, to, and Vanderbilt just doesn't have the athletes to cover. Uh, so Florida wins 42. Vanderbilt sneaks back into that spread. I've got them 42-17. Uh, I like Vandy with the points in this game. Mm. Shane, do you remember the last time I threw some support Vanderbilt's way? What happened? I shot it down. Well, that's true. But <laughs> they ended up losing 54-21. to 21, so. Oh, so I ain't making God. that mistake again, Shane. Everything pointing towards the Gators having a big – performance here on Saturday even without Kyle Pitts in the lineup you know Dan Mullen doesn't want to admit it Kyle Trask his players they're certainly not going to come out and say it but we are at a point Shane looking around the college football landscape you know we need style points we need big victories you can't have a sloppy performance against Vanderbilt I know it's on the road I should say I'm doing air quotes on the road because it's not going to be a hostile environment but it is going to be 11 a.m central kick we've talked about that you got to worry about, I like to call, the snooze game. They're hitting the snooze alert for this one. So, you know, there is a real concern that it could be a little bit of a sloppy game. But I ain't buying it, Shane. The Gators, especially after the whooping they put on Georgia, I thought they would come out and look a little sloppy against Arkansas. They did the exact opposite, man. They got the full throttle going on down there. And you hit it there. You know, Vanderbilt's got a lot of good stuff. I like Ken Seals, Michael Wright. The backup's looking pretty good even. Yeah. We got the law firm running. Cam Johnson's emerging. They've got pieces all over that offense, but the defense is terrible. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about the worst defense in the SEC going up against the hottest offense, maybe the best. Alabama certainly in consideration for that as well. No chance that I'm going to pick against. I know it's. I hate 
to pick this many points, especially, again, on the road, but is it really not really? So I'm going with Florida to win, obviously, and I'm going with them to cover this massive spread. I'm going Florida 55, Vanderbilt 14. Boom. Mike, that's a lot of points, brother. It's <laughs> a lot of points. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. It's just those large points spread. When you get to 30, it's just, I mean, think about that. It, you had to go to the 50s to make this spread work. So I, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's true. I was doing the math. I had, I had to throw it up there. <laughs> Broke out the calculator and realized, man, this is going to be a tall order. So, uh, well, if any team's going to do it, man, right now it's them hot gators. All right, Shane, next noon game. On SEC Network, 11 o'clock Central, LSU at Arkansas, battle for the boot. Arkansas was favored at opening. Now LSU's favored by two and a half. And the over-under, Shane, is at 63 and a half. Looks, sounds like we're getting some weather, thanks to Chris. Thoughts on this one, Shane? Who do you like? Well, for starters, I'm going to go with the under on this bad boy because of that weather. I think that... uh, Arkansas is going to get to that ground and pound game. I think we're going to see a little bit more Boyd here. You know, Arkansas, say what you want, man. They they had a tough draw last week, but they mm-hmm. still, at moments, showed some life on that offensive side of the ball. These boys can score points. These guys got a tough defense, and it's been tough road, but I think they get back to that route Make it not. Have we got confirmation on LSU's quarterback? I did want to ask you that real quick before I. It's going to be TJ Finley. Okay. The tank. Yeah. Yeah. The tank. And I'm telling you, the last time we saw Tank, you know, one of them wheels fell off there. Mike, he wasn't (laughs) as hot as he was when he first started out of the gate. The film's out there. Arkansas, if they've shown you anything, is they can dial up some. Exceptional defense. And I and I expect that this week. I expect I expect a lot of confusion. Letting this quarterback, the tank, see some some you know what I'm saying? I just think Barry Odom comes out and says, you know what, let's mix things, let's make things difficult. Mm-hmm. And um uh, and, and I think it confuses LSU and, and you've and you've seen when he's rattled, uh that LSU offense has trouble getting going. So it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see a quarterback change in this thing if things don't go LSU's way. I still think it's tight because let's let's face the facts that LSU still is a talented ball club, still has more talent than Arkansas. But I just think Arkansas is too well coached. They got their head coach back. I think they win this one for the Pittman. I got Arkansas winning the game, so we got a little upset. Uh, Arkansas 28, LSU 27. Ooh, Honda Morristown edition. Yeah. I like that, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't, like, uber confident. But, you know, the weather thing. I'm not going to lie, man. The weather thing pushed me over. I was like, yeah, that rain. At first, I was going. I was with the LSU victory, but the more I just thought about this game, and, and this is this is what fall football is all about. I think Coach Pittman uh, rallies these guys, gets them focused, and, and finishes this season strong. So, and it all starts with beating LSU tag at. Now you hit on a key point there with T.J. Finley. We saw when Auburn came after him, and you know, really start hitting them, blitzing them, and trying to confuse them. It worked. So that has got to be a huge concern for LSU. Because if Kevin Steele can do that, you know Barry Odom is going to be dialing up something similar. And one name you didn't mention there that uh, ought to give us all hesitation is Mr. Bo Pelini going up against a Razorback team that 
just continues to to show a lot of life on that offensive side of the ball. Now they got the running game going. Traylon Smith, Raheem Boyd. Yes, they lost Devion Warren, but they still got some talented receivers. Mm-hmm. Burks, of course, is uh, one of the breakout candidates of college football. But you know, there's there's rumors, Shane. There's rumors buzzing. Felipe Franks, Pittman says he's good to go. I don't know. I mean, last week it was a walking boot. Now they're saying he may have broken his hand. I mean, it's just like. I think this guy's getting beat up, and he's tough. I expect him to get it out. I expect him to play, but that worries me, Shane. Anytime you see, because for as much credit as we give Sam Pittman and these and these coaches, and I was never a big believer in Felipe Frank, so I got to give him a ton of credit. I think he's kind of the the leader of the players. You know what? Yeah. And if he's limited or if he can't go, certainly sounds like he is going to play. I'm not not saying that he won't, but if he has a tough game here. I don't think Arkansas can get it done. Now, the other side, LSU, you're coming off just an embarrassing loss against Auburn. Remember, it was kind of the same deal. We were expecting a toss-up game. Could see it go either way. They just got damn dominated. And now they've had several weeks to think about it. Now you got all this uh, USA Today allegations. I mean, it's almost like the walls are caving in on LSU. You know what? Yeah. This is the makings of potentially a really bad situation. But at the end of the day, Shane, I've been saying it week after week, and I know you don't necessarily agree with this, but I think Arkansas is a team where, you know, as the season went on and they started to lose guys and started to get limited, I thought their roster was going to get exposed at the back end of the hat of the season. And I think that starts on Saturday, Shane. LSU comes back strong all the time off they've had to work on it. Finley's going to be prepared for what they throw at him. Lock of the week, Shane. Ooh. LSU 33, Arkansas 23. I'm going a 10-point win for them LSU Tigers. Mm. Is that over or under? Oh, that's o- well, it's still under. I th- I'm right there with you. I think the over-under, you got to go under on this one. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you're wrong because, uh, and you usually are when picking the Arkansas. Actually, you know, Arkansas, I think they've been, as far as the spread, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they've been undefeated against the spread, right? Until last week. Until Was last, last week. week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're due to get back on track. So you may be right, Mike. You may be right. I may be overthinking it, but I don't know, man. I just think this is, uh, I mean, you got your coach back. You know, uh, for for as well as they played last week, now you got Sam there on the sideline getting them fired up in the locker rooms, and mm-hmm. you got your damn quarterback with a broken leg and a broken hand coming out there <laughs> just giving – I mean, that's that's the type of mentality they've created on that Razorback team. These guys are giving it all for their, their, co- their, their teammates. So, um, I don't know. I just think they're playing with a they, – they got a mission. And they just want to wreck everybody. I think even if you're not an Arkansas fan, if your team's struggling, your team's not playing Arkansas, it's kind of like the SEC's bandwagon team this year. You know what? Yeah, definitely, man. All right, next game up, Shane. Still on SEC Network, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central. Kentucky at Alabama. Mm. Crimson Tide, a 30-point favorite. And the over-under, Shane's 58 points. What do you like in this matchup? 
Ooh, buddy, I tell you what, it's been a while since we talked about Nick Saban, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I I don't know what they're doing down there with the COVID, but it seems like as long as the the head ball coach don't get it, they're doing all right. (laughs) Kentucky, I mean, think about it. I'm not hearing a lot of things coming out down there that they're having a lot of problems keeping this COVID uh, contained. So I don't know what their containment policies are down there. You know, knowing Alabama, they may have the vaccine. And they've given it to everybody. They're just waiting yeah. to the end of the season to to hand it out because it they're, could be they're it, not going to give away a competitive advantage. They're not, man. Saban done whipped it up over at the lake house. <laughs> told them to take it. They, they're on that zinc and what is that other stuff? <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I just the thing about Alabama is they've just been an absolute freaking machine this year, Mike. Every game. Uh, it, I keep going into a game thinking, okay, this is the time that somebody's going to step up. The best game that they had was against Ole Miss, and they still scored 89 points in that thing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It was just – they are an absolute unit that just just keep – they're a force to be reckoned with, and they're going to be playing in the college football playoffs, I guarantee you, uh, because this is the best well-balanced team I've seen in a long time from down there. And unfortunately, you've got uh, you got the Big Blue Nation coming in, and they haven't got things figured out. They've mm-hmm. gone through seven games, and we still don't know who the hell's the quarterback. I know they're going to roll Terry Wilson out there, but that lease is short. Um, you know, there's a there's dude, there's an honest chance that we could see three quarterbacks play in this thing. Uh, because when it does get out of hand, they're going to need somebody that can throw the ball, not run the ball. So I got Alabama winning this thing and winning it comfortably. Uh, 45, Kentucky, 10. So I got Alabama covering the spread. Whoa. Yeah, 10 points. And then Mark gets put on the hot seat. Yeah, You've seen these hot list sheets coming around? For getting fired? Yeah, they're... they're yeah, they're all out now. You seen uh, it, a game like this going to put Mark on it if he doesn't get that quarterback room figured out this week, Mike. And I know you're, you know, it's a it's a tough game to to compete with uh, Crimson Tide here. I get that, but you know, for what we were promised coming into this year, you would think that this game would be competitive. In fact, when we were talking about scheduling, we were talking about how good this game was going to be. And the tides had turned, brother, no pun intended. All right. I just don't, I just don't see a competitive game this go round, especially with what I saw last week against Vanderbilt. That's some, that was an interesting comment you just made there, Shane. And, you know, I've been thinking about this. I don't know that I've really expressed this and people are probably going to, say I'm just making excuses but I don't know how in the hell we can judge this year I really don't and if you look around I mean Mark Stoops won coach of the year two years ago right yeah team struggling coach O he won coach of the year last year team struggling uh Jeremy Pruitt who I'm not saying he's the greatest coach in the world but hell they I mean they were on an eight game winning streak they're struggling I mean I'm looking across the SEC Mike Leach been coaching for 20 years struggling I mean it just seems like Georgia struggling I mean I don't know how we judge this year and I'm not saying everyone gets a free pass because Alabama's kicking ass Texas A&M Florida kicking ass but I don't know I just uh I think if you don't got the pieces one or two things go wrong I think the season could go sideways on you here in a quick and I 
Maybe these coaches are getting exposed a little bit. Maybe Kentucky needs four cupcakes. Maybe Tennessee needs three or four cupcakes to pad those records. I don't know, but I don't know. I just think this is just such a weird, bizarre year that I'm, I can't disagree more with what you just said about putting Stoops on the hot seat. I mean, we just had a coach die. I mean, there's, this is just, whoa, a, this is just whoa. a, this is just a crazy, crazy year where I don't know a good coach like that. I'm not, I'm not putting him on a hot seat because he's lost to Alabama. No, but if you lose, it's how you lose, Mike. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Kentucky going into this season, you and me both were talking about how great this game could be, and could there's a like we we're talking about upset alerts even with this thing and. Right. Well, and this, you know, I understand they had circumstances this week with or last week with their coach passing away. I get that. But, you know, again, with what we were promised coming into the season, we were, I mean, Kentucky was supposed to have the best offensive line. Some were saying the best running back room. Mm-hmm. Some were saying this is the year Terry's coming back, man. He's, he's had all offseason looking good. The hot videos are coming out. This is. This is they got defense. They got transfers coming up there. I mean, this is Kentucky was was shaping up to be a, a fantastic addition in the East and and potentially a threat. And you can't say that after after seven games. You can't look at Kentucky and say you're now. I there are teams struggling. Okay, I get that. You mentioned a few of the coaches, and there's some teams kicking ass right, but. There's a lot of teams on Kentucky's schedule that are in the wrong column, man. They should not be three and four right now. A lot of that did come down to coaching, bad coaching. And uh, I'm not saying that Mark's going to be on the hot seat, but if he comes out here with Terry Wilson and this thing's not competitive and at the end of the game, Alabama hangs 40 points on him, you got to, I mean, what, what are we talking about, Mike? You know, this is the best team that we were supposed to have in the last three or four years up there, and and we're sitting at three and five. Get out of here. All right. All right. Well, you know what, Shane? I was going to agree with you. I was going to pick Alabama and spread. <laughs> but just to prove you wrong, <laughs> I'm going Alabama 48, Kentucky 20. We're going to cover this spread, baby, by two points. <laughs> And I'll tell you why, because I, Kentucky, I think they will be able to run the ball on, on Alabama. You know, they're not going to just have their damn way with them. But I could see this being a game where maybe they shorten the, the, the game. It's got to be Terry Wilson. Certainly, you know, they're going to make him try to beat him. He's got to be able yeah. to uh, extend plays, not only with his legs, but with his arm. And he's mm-hmm. not really been able to, to do that for much of the year. So if Kentucky can shorten the, the, the clock, basically kill the clock, we just saw the uh, <clears throat> the tongue lashing he gave his damn defense this week. I think yeah. he's trying to get them inspired, going up against a quarterback that they had committed to their program. They're saying all the right things. Mac Jones, what a great guy. We love him. Great family. To hell with that. He's supposed to be on your roster right now. How good would Kentucky be right now with Mac Jones under center? You know what? So, true. I think they're going to be a little pissed off. I think they're going to intercept Mac Jones at least once. And that'll be good enough for that two-point cover, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. What a game. 
Yeah, and and Gary's not going to be at any of these, you know. Ain't that something? <laughs> Do we got a hot video for San Diego? Just is that who they play? <laughs> San Diego State, Nevada. Yeah, Ooh, man, I love buddy. It. <laughs> All right, next game on the docket, Shane. Seven thirty. We're going to the night game. Seven thirty Eastern, six thirty Central on the SEC Network. Mississippi State at Georgia. The Bulldogs, twenty-five point favorite. Over, under, this is incredible, Shane. 44 points. Jeez. <laughs> We're not expecting a shootout here between no. the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs. Who do you like in this one? Oh, man. I was hoping that this was going to be a game, Mike, and I've, I've analyzed, overanalyzed. I just I don't see it happening. Uh, Mississippi State's losing people left and right. I think Georgia's having a little bit of a coming out party. I think this is a new chapter down there in Athens. We're going to come out with the black jerseys. We're going to come out with a new quarterback. I, I just think this defense gets fired up. I think they get galvanized again. And if you remember the last time that uh, Coach Leach went, went against a good defense, it didn't end well. And I don't expect that to be different this week. I, I think I think them Bulldogs, they welcome – the, I, I think they love this game, Mike. I, those those front guys, they're going to be able to pin their ears back and just feast. They're going to be in the backfield the entire damn game. So I this is my lock of the week. I don't know if you could tell in my voice, but I'm so excited <laughs> about this one because I think the score is going to be low, but I think they're going to have enough points to cover that spread. Georgia 28, Mississippi State 0. Another goose egg for the Pirate, another, huh? another goose egg for the Pirate. I just don't think they can get the ball going against these guys. And uh, this is one of those that you can a little bit lean on the running game here toward the tail end. But I still think they want to they want to stretch this offense and get some and get some. I mean, you got to get some points. You got to get some yards. You got to let these guys figure out who they are. And uh, this is a perfect team to do it against. And I honestly, I just think they're going to be on Mississippi State side of the uh, of the uh, field most of the game. Mm-hmm. That, that's just what I think is going to happen. Now the biggest name you forgot. The key to this game, potentially, Shane, or at least the biggest story, Mr. J.T. Daniels. Well, I said new quarterback. I said new quarterback. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just excited to see Georgia potentially be able to throw the ball down the field. I mean, what a time to be alive. 2020, we can throw a forward pass. We got uh, our – you know what's crazy is Georgia's got as much talent as Alabama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they may not – I think they've got probably just as good receivers. They've just not showed it yet. But and hell, they they can't use them because they're handing the ball off. And and yep. no disrespect to Stetson, but he can barely see over the line of scrimmage. You know, so yep. we got a guy in there can sling it all around. I mean, how hilarious would it be, Shane, if this JT Daniels comes in, lights it up, last couple games of the season, and declares for the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> Because that could happen, believe oh, it or not. He's a, could happen. He's a redshirt sophomore, so technically he can go. But I kid, I kid. The Mississippi State's got a pretty good defense, Shane, but I don't think it's going to be enough, kind of like you. No. Uh, with Georgia, if we have a passing attack. Now, it pro- you know, it's not wise to sit here and think that JT Daniels is going to come in and then pull a KJ Costello and throw for 600 yards in his debut or anything, but we don't even need that. We just need someone that could push the ball down the field Give us the threat of that 
to ease this box a little because we all know Georgia wants to go ground and pound and work this thing against a tough Mississippi State defense. And they're not going to, Kirby don't like to take risk and we don't have to worry. Hell, they score a field goal, kind of like you're saying, they may win this damn game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Georgia too in the black uniforms. If this thing is a, if this ain't a damn blowout, Shane, we might be, uh, we might be at old Kirby's funeral here. <laughs> Georgia 33, Mississippi State 6. Buddy. And, uh, and, you know, you said, you mentioned it, Mississippi State losing a guy. I think they just lost another guy, down 18 players. SEC, may they may have to do away with this damn scholarship limit because I think the whole point was for, you know, if you get knocked out with COVID and whatnot, uh-huh. if they have like two guys on the team with COVID, I don't think they can play. And I think yeah, Missouri's right. the same the rest of the year. And and how stupid is that? If if one guy's got it, I mean, we can't play a football game. I mean, we may, we may have to do away with that because I don't think they anticipated – 18 players leaving a team. No, no, man. Hell, the Pirates about to run routes down there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next night, Gabe Shade. We got Missouri at South Carolina. Last man standing. Missouri Tigers favored by six and a half in this game with the over-under at 57 points. Who do you like in this matchup? I've got it at 55, so I'm going to go under. But I'm going to tell you, man, Mizzou... Mizzou's been playing pretty damn good. And the problem is, ain't nobody seen them since Florida. You know, that's, that's the thing. They just, they had a little hiatus after that. And uh, I think it was at the worst time, Mike. And here you got the, the South Carolina Gamecocks losing their coach. Um, say what you want. I'm sure there's a lot of players on here that love this guy who was recruited by Boom. You know, I'm sure it's it's become personal, and uh, we've had a few players leave, and and you know you think the program's falling in, but I've seen this, Mike. We've all seen this. I mean, think about how Coach O got that job down there in LSU. You know, think about how Dabo got that job there in Clemson. Now, I'm not saying that Mike Bobo is those two guys, but sometimes it takes a spark from losing your coach for the longest time. We've been, we've been wanting a different quarterback. We've been wanting to see something different with the defense. And, and now we're going to get that opportunity. And I think that's going to catch Mizzou off guard. I say what you want. They've been game prepping. They've been trying to get ready for this South Carolina team. And if Mike's got any sense in him, he's going to mix shit up, man. He is going to get some of these younger players involved. He is going to, he he just needs to get back to the roots. Let these kids have some fun. And I think that's why, I think this is just an emotional win, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that South Carolina is more talented than Mizzou because I'm not. Mizzou's got some talent. Mizzou's look good at times. I just think South Carolina just does it for the guys. They do it for the team. I got them winning this game. So upset, another upset of the day. Mm. I've got South Carolina winning 31, Mizzou 24. I got to be honest with you, Shane. I went back and forth and back and forth on this one. Don't know who to pick. Everybody's each side limited on. We got coaching turnover. We got COVID turnover. We got transfers. We got opt-outs. I mean, this thing could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you. Missouri blows them out. 
I guess I would be surprised if South Carolina blowed him out, but I wouldn't be surprised by your score. A touchdown game, I could see it. Because yeah. hell, if we just made a couple stops last week, we beat Ole Miss. I mean, people, yep. I think we're overlooking that. Now, LSU and Texas A&M, different story. But Missouri, you know, I think we're, that's a team certainly South Carolina can compete with. Yeah, I know the fans are pretty pissed off here at uh, Collin Hill, so I'm, I don't, think we're going to see a quarterback change just because it's that's Bobo's guy he's got to go down swinging you know what yeah but you got I mean come on man (laughs) you have listen Mike okay I'll let you finish sorry I understand the fans I understand what you're saying I mean you play kind of for the future because who knows who knows if Holinsky's going to be there he didn't whoever the new coach is he didn't sign up for that guy so we don't even know what we got with him I I agree with you I'd turn it over to Holinsky but I don't think Bobo will do that and then here at Missouri, you know, I like the momentum we had. They're a hard team to peg, Shane. I mean, they get blowed out by Florida. They're beating LSU. I don't know what in the hell to make of this team, but we know they got heart. They're going to be thin as hell. But the as, as we've seen this season, it's not always played out this way. Hell, Tennessee went the opposite direction here. But the teams that are a bit more rested, they seem to be, you know, just have a little bit more toughness and, and physicality and energy to them in this weird season and Missouri if there's one thing you can say about them for sure it is that they're damn well rested they haven't played a game in about three weeks here just think about that South Carolina's played two more games than they have right so I'm right there with you or no I no, I'm sorry I'm going completely no, well, opposite uh, of you oh. <laughs> I'm going Missouri but I don't feel very confident with this one at all and I'm picking Missouri 30, South Carolina 28. I like the Gamecocks to cover Missouri to win this game. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just, now listen, I know Mike brought uh, Hill to the dance here, okay? But I don't think that's the girl he's going to dance with, Mike. I just think you've got you've got three games here to create your resume to you're not going to get it no one's going to watch the last three games of south carolina and watch you know johnny left knee throw three three interceptions and and lose another game you know what i'm saying right. don't 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 get me wrong i i love hill story i i think he's great the the long hair that's awesome you know i'd be jealous if i had i wish i had long hair but i don't mike you know what i'm saying mm-hmm you have a chance to win over a fan base. And I know there's there's a lot of names out there. There's a lot of lists. And you can get Mike pretty damn cheap. And if Mike comes out and does something, I mean, he, he doesn't have to ask for permission anymore. Pick a guy, you know, be fun, be exciting. And, uh, and once, that, once you feel that, it just creates momentum, man. It, it creates momentum on the defense side of the ball. And that's one thing I, that I do like about South Carolina is I think they pair. I think they, if you're looking at uh, Missouri's attributes and, and and South Carolina's deficiencies, I, I just think I think they match up perfect. I think that's why I think this has always been a great game. Just these guys play well together, and um, I just I don't know. I just something about that momentum. There's these kids are going to be pumped up, and I, I think that's what wins the game. Mm-hmm. And then you got Mizzou that's just not played in so many weeks. They're just you know it takes a little while to get back in game shape. Yeah, and one 
I don't think we even mentioned this guy's name. That was kind of a damn shame. We can't move on without saying Kevin Harris. I mean, he's he looks yeah, like yeah. he looks like Nick Chubb to me. I mean, I know. What Nick, is Miss? I'm sorry. I know Nick, that, that's a that's a strong strong comparison. So I'm not saying he's quite that guy yet, but he reminds me of him. And Mike Bobo loves to run the ball as much as we just talked quarterback. So if he rides Kevin Harris like he did last week, you might be right here. South Carolina could get that win. I, that's got to be the priority for Missouri, trying to slow down Kevin Harris. Absolutely, and that's something that they have struggled doing is stopping the run. So just food for thought. All right, Shane, last game. I saved this one for you. Night game on ESPN, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central. Tennessee at Auburn. The Tigers a 10.5-point favorite with an over-under at 50.5 points. Who do you like in this matchup? 50 and a half points. Okay. All right, man. Well, you know, do you remember what happened when these guys played in 1985, <laughs> Mike? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to take you down memory lane, but I would tell you this, Mike. I like Tennessee to win if they were playing week one. Ooh. I'm going to be honest with you. Something has happened down there on the Plains, and they realize they've got a really good football team. They realize that they don't need Bo Nix to win the game. They need the defense. They need the running game to win this thing. And it it, it, it took a long time. It, you know, some bullheaded Malzahn and Coach Morris couldn't figure out that they got a damn running back back there, Tank, <laughs> that that is just an absolute unit, an absolute beast, and a next line of great Auburn running backs. That's what they've got, and that's how they've always played, man. It's running the ball, having a good defense, not ex- not demanding too much from your quarterback because that makes Bo better when there's less pressure on him. Now, Tennessee – Started out strong this season, man. But now lately they've turned into a little bit of a hot mess. And I think if there was any saving grace was this additional bye week that they received because they did need to get back down to fundamental football, potentially quarterback change. But the more things that I hear, I'm, I'm, it sounds to me like they're going to roll Garantano out there again. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the the definition of insanity is is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results mm-hmm. because he had a great freaking practice. So I think that's what's going to happen. And what happens when Garantano's out there, Mike, it's a systematic thing. It's a playbook gets condensed. Coach Cheney doesn't have as many plays to choose from. You see it over and over again. And then we get one-dimensional we run the ball right up the gut for two, three yards at a time, and then we expect Garantano to win the game with his arm. Guess what, Mike? Newsflash, it doesn't happen. You know, we start out the weather thing, you know, with the weather prediction. You want to know weather. You know what movie that's off of? Groundhog Day. Exactly. <laughs> and you know who the star of Groundhog Day is? Garantano. <laughs> We know exactly what's going to happen every day, every single freaking day. It starts out with the same damn song. It ends the same damn way, and I, I, I'm over it. So if Coach coach is going to look back. I put out a little gif earlier. Uh, coach is going to look back one day, and he's going to realize that he lost his job because of practice. 
So my rambling, my rant's over. All right, Mike. Uh-huh. Thank you. Needless to say, <laughs> needless to say, Auburn wins this game, and they I've got to score thirty five, Tennessee twenty one. So I've got them even covering the damn spread. Ooh. After all that, I thought you were gonna pick the balls to win. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, you know, I mean, come on. I'm a realist. I'm, I, I'm, I just, this fan base, buddy, I'm telling you, the heat was on Muschamp. It's off It's off Muschamp. Now, I know a lot of people are pissed off at Mason, but I'm telling you, man, the, the crosshairs are on Coach Pruitt now. And if he doesn't get this thing going, if he rolls out the same damn, I mean, if, if we just had the same game we always have, mm-hmm. which is a, you know, conservative. Let's try to play defense. Next thing you know, we're trying to play keep up, and then it's and then it's over. Right. Then yeah, that that's just stupid, stupid. And I don't know if you've seen this, Shane. This may be Photoshop, and if it is, it was a good one. I got fooled on it. But have you seen old? Uh, there's there's people in Vault Twitter that have been you know clamoring for Hugh Freeze, yeah. and damn, Hugh is DMing them. He's jumping is in their it, DMs. I, sw- I swear to God, I've seen that. I don't know if it's real. Head on over. The account I saw it under was, uh, I think it's a pretty popular account, Vol Blood. Huh. But, I mean, he's got Pew DMing him. He's got, you know, there was a Bruce Feldman tweet, I think it was, where he said something like, you know, Hugh may land the South Carolina job, but it's a well-known. The one he's waiting for is Tennessee. So, it's so, so, like, <laughs> Jeez, man. We got, well, we got all this all this Hugh hype. He's DM'd you before, hasn't he? Many times. Anytime I make a Hugh Freeze well, hooker joke, I get Hugh <laughs> DMing me in a damn heartbeat. The man, man he must search his podcast. name. Let's get him on the pod. Let's oh, just ask God. I'd have to apologize for an hour. That's okay. It's worth it just to know <laughs> what university he's not going to go to. <laughs> <laughs> but I say all that, Shade, to say this. I mean, this has got to be embarrassing now i know jeremy pruitt he doesn't spend a damn moment of his time on twitter i'm not suggesting that he does but you know how bad is it that uh you know you get an extension and hey i called it man going into the season i said this smart move because if they struggle these fans are going to be calling for his ass he's going to be happy he got that extension i don't think he's on the hot seat but i i seem to be the only one that's still thinking that and everyone gets mad every time i say it so these embarrassing losses have got to stop. I agree 100% with you. You know, I like to, uh, it's not that I'm sitting here trying to defend players or anything, but I think Jared Garantano's a little bit better than people give him credit for. But the results are what they are, Shane. And you're getting blown out in all these big games. This is going to be another one where you went on the road, you beat Auburn two years ago. You better believe that if you're hoping that, uh, now this is ESPN night game. There's no chance in hell the Tigers are just going to overlook Tennessee, I don't think. We got Tank Bigsby, maybe the best freshman running back in the entire nation. For Auburn, the game plan is has got to be feeding him because I think the only way Tennessee wins this game, Shane, is if uh, old Bo Nix makes a couple mistakes. And he certainly has shown he's capable of that. But he rarely does that at home. He I think he plays really well at home. He plays really poorly on the road. This one's obviously on the plane, so that's going to be something to watch. And all Auburn's got to do is run a couple slants. I'm telling you, (laughs) that'll work against Tennessee. Uh, If they keep going down the Garantano well, they keep doing the same old, same old and playing no disrespect to the veteran receivers because they've got a guy or two that's really good, but 
They've got these young speedsters for whatever reason. They're not putting on the field. Auburn's going to gobble that up, man. Auburn was playing the best football of the season before they kind of uh, they didn't get to play last week due to their numbers and Mississippi State's numbers. So I'll be interested to see if that carries over. We know Tennessee got off last week. So did Auburn. So that kind of off week is a little bit of a buy for me, or, or excuse me, a, a little bit of a wash. I said the uh, lopsided games have got to end, Shane. Yeah. Auburn, 33, Tennessee, 12. Ooh, doggy. Hey, let me ask you, first first offensive play, Tennessee Volunteers, is it a halfback dive to the left or the right? What do you think? <laughs> oh, the left, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Okay, that's they got Trey Smith over there. They're running behind him. Absolutely. I I hope. I think this is the game that we get them. You know, I really do. I think. I think this is this is that halfback ISO will work this week, Mike. <laughs> now look at this though. The last next two games for Auburn. Yeah. Alabama, and Texas A and M, and if if Auburn's playing better and better each week, like they. Hell, they beat Ole Miss, they beat LSU, would have beat the hell out of Mississippi State if they beat the hell out of Tennessee. All of a sudden, Shane, those are some sneaky, sneaky good games. We could, we could have two of the best games in the SEC back-to-back uh-huh. here. So yep. that's just something to keep, uh, keep in the back of your mind there. Absolutely. All right, buddy, so that that's all we got on the picks. You got anything uh, before we hop off here? I got some reviews. Uh-oh. Well, Mike, I appreciate everybody hopping on with us and hanging out this week. Oh, shit, Mike, I forgot. Uh, Damn, I forgot. uh, Let me just do this real quick, Mike. Uh, um, Well, you know, I always put out a little survey, and you'll uh, (laughs) – When you said, oh, shit, I thought something bad happened, but now I know. I forgot all about it, man, and uh, I, I, I'm so sorry because here's the deal. I wanted to bet with the fans last week because they've been really good. They've been hot. They've been on fire, and uh, we put a little survey out with the points every single week, uh, usually later every single week, but this one was a, a point spread, so I wanted to see how you guys were doing. This week, Mike, they didn't do so well. They actually went. Oh, no, no, they went one and two. So not the worst, but you know, that's not, that's not making anybody money guys. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put it back out there. I will say this. The last time they had a bad week, they went undefeated Mm -hmm. the following week. So just throwing that out there, just, you know, I'm looking for patterns, Mike, but uh, anyway, that survey will be on that SEC podcast. So, Jump on there tomorrow, see which way we're voting, and uh, you know, bet accordingly. But back to the reviews, Mike, because honestly, this is why we do it, is for you guys. And uh, I, I noticed Mike sent out about 15 koozies today. Yes, uh, that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he's been busy, and you guys have been busy stealing phones, putting in reviews. And, uh, the, the effort isn't going unnoticed. So I wanted to read those. The first one here, Mike, comes from TN Vols 07, pure gold, five star. Cousin Shane is hilarious. Mike's the man who makes the things go. And I want a koozie, please. Go Vols. Well, TN Vols, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, TN. And if you haven't already, send that on over to that SEC podcast 
at gmail.com with your address, and I'll send that over to you right away. Absolutely. Next one comes from FBCJ22, Sammy P's COVID test. (laughs) Five-star. Love that SEC podcast. Arkansas fan at heart, but enjoy hearing about the rest of the conference. My friends think I am a college football insider, but all I have to do is listen to Mike's research and Cousin Shane's attempt to keep up. Always a positive time while listening, just like Coach Pittman's COVID, COVID test. Well, FBJ, CJ, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you, and I sent you your koozie. If you ain't got it already, it should be coming there pretty soon. That's awesome. Next one comes from DeMonte1992. Awesome year. Best SEC pod. Go Gators. Five star. Awesome work y'all do together. Love how y'all definitely are not biased. Keep up the good work, guys. The breakdown that Mike does with all the coaches is so cool. Makes it easier than individually searching for those coaches' comments throughout the week and after the game day. Chomp them Razorbacks. DeMonte1992, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you. And, uh, your koozie is one of the ones Shane Stoutbot I just sent out, so you should be getting it soon. All right. Next one comes from Dyersburg Ball at Jamie KS. Five star. Been listening and laughing to that SEC podcast for a while. You guys are fantastic together, and you make learning about the SEC news fun and exciting. I've told numerous friends about the podcast. Keep up the good work. Dyersburg Vol, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Dyersburg. Next one comes from JP. A lot of letters and numbers there. (laughs) Great podcast five star entertaining pod funny guys and bad gamblers we'll pick suey <laughs> JP, i appreciate you that's a good one appreciate it oh uh, and true it's honest <laughs> next one comes from ben sec dogs great sec insight five star funny guys and great sec insight definitely worth the time well ben sec dogs i appreciate you yeah thanks ben and last but not least, Mike comes from Land Surfer 22. Impressive score predictions. Five star. I am cons- Oh shit. I am constant. I am consistent. <laughs> Boy, got me on that big word, Mike. <laughs> Beer's kicking in. I am consistently impressed with not only their ability to pick game winners, but their ability to closely predict the scores of each game. Great listen. Thanks, Mike and Shane. Well, Lance Server's obviously been looking at my picks, and I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you, Lance Server. We appreciate each and every one of you. So that's why we send you that beer koozie and read them reviews. Feel like you're part of the show. You're all cousins with us. So if you ain't done so already, leave us that five-star written review. We'll read it on the air. We'll send you that beer koozie free of choice or free of charge. Just our way of saying thanks. Get those pictures in. Uh, we saw a lot of them. Uh, this week, and I, I just love seeing them holding beer, man. I mean, that's what they're for, and or water. I even saw a water bottle today. You know, just you watching the game, your favorite game. You you need a you need a you need a little good luck charm. Get that koozie out, take a pic, and send it. We'll be sure to retweet those. Absolutely, Shane. Well, that's gonna do it. Looking forward to another weekend of exciting SEC action. This should be a, a hell of a weekend compared to. Last weekend, I know if you, your team won last week, you were happy, but <laughs> guys like us sitting around who devour this stuff, those three games just wasn't going to cut it. We got double nope. the action this week. 
Then we're going to be rocking hard into Thanksgiving next week. Shane's mm. favorite holiday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I smoked a turkey today, Mike. <laughs> I know it. Uh, mm. Shane does not celebrate Thanksgiving week. He uh-uh. celebrates Thanksgiving month. So Exactly. <laughs> Hope yeah, everyone them watch, man. I just want turkey and potatoes, man. <laughs> Hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy it. And uh, thanks for joining me. As always, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Garretano!